0: Hello and welcome to another Club Sports 10-Bit Podcast. In today's edition, I wish to reflect upon a conversation I had during the week with a high-performance coach at Professional Soccer Club here in Canada. Now, his observation was that there's lots of great talent and technically gifted players being developed here in Canada, but the one thing that holds them back is maybe the game sense, the sense of game understanding and tactical awareness. Now, this podcast also comes at a time when we're really looking for a return to play following COVID, and increased opportunities for technical training. But how do we develop that tactical and game sense in whichever sport you choose to pursue? Now, what I'm suggesting is that we need to try and really encourage our athletes or our young children to gain experience that will enable them to transfer the technical development into that game sense. And how do we do that? We encourage them to watch. We really need to encourage our athletes to go and watch more sport at whatever level they need to become students of the game and. This really is a problem that I've discussed with many coaches and indeed athletes where we've asked them who their role models are. And they really don't know. They don't watch enough sport. So within girls soccer, very few of them would be able to declare which team Christine Sinclair plays for. Canada, yes, but which professional club does she play for? And therein lays a problem that it's not important just to watch the men's game, but for girls to watch the girls game because that's where they aspire to go and play. If you're a tennis player, can you go and watch local tennis players or even professionals on the circuit to learn the body language and the behaviours that they portray in order to become those top athletes? Now, this may sound alarming. I'm not asking athletes to give up their technical or their physical development and training, but really to supplement that with becoming a student, not watching the sport as a fan, um, trying to identify your favourite players or the best plays or the best tricks that players done in a game, but more looking as a student off the game because this is what the coach was alluding to in a team sport an invasion game the real key that makes the difference in those performances is the movement away from the ball or the puck that really brings success so we really need our athletes to think about watching the sport or the performance away from the epicenter of the action even in individual sports quite often the winner will be sat in the pack just behind the pacemakers and then they'll find a hole or an opportunity to exploit that and go and take the victory So let's try and become those students and explore the sport, look at the game away from the epicenter, and identify some of the characteristics that typify a winning performance. So how is this achieved? That's the big question. How do we go from being a supporter to a student of the game and observing it with an objective view as well as a subjective one? In my early development as a coach, I actually went to a professional soccer club and asked the scouts there if I could run through how they observe a game. I wanted to see how they watched the game and observed it from a different lens than what I had as a supporter going into coaching. And it was so intriguing. The coach relayed how they looked at the opposition and tried to identify strengths and weaknesses and therefore opportunities to exploit. So if there was a weaker player on the opposition team, they tried to encourage all passes to go through that player and then steal the ball and the play from there. So that's one strategy as a coach. But what about the athletes? When I worked at a club, we got the youth players to actually be the ball boys or the retrievers um, around the soccer field. But they wasn't there to get the ball. They were there to observe players playing in their positions. So the youth goalkeeper would sit behind the goal. The defenders would sit in defensive positions. And the attackers obviously in attacking positions. They were asked to watch positional play, how the players moved, their technical application and even their mood and emotional behaviour as a consequence of positive or negative outcomes. So that was a really key role in developing these players to aspire to where they wish to be in the first team. Obviously they'd have to go through other channels but it helped them gravitate to that next level of performance by simply observing, learning and then modelling the behaviours of the players that were now performing at the level that these youth players wish to aspire to. So this is one key learning but What should athletes and your children be watching when they sit down and watch a professional game? Now, depending on the sport, obviously you've got the tactical game that needs to be applied and the movements that are needed in order to perform successfully. But I also want to look at the champion behaviours. If you look at a, a top athlete in any sport, they're normally calm, collected. Their focus is in the moment, not on a mistake or where they could be going, but really in the process of performing in that game. They don't get flustered if they make a mistake and they certainly don't look to blame others. Now, I want to give an example of a player who really typifies some of these behaviours. He's only 21, just turned 21, and he's playing as a goalkeeper in the English Premier League with lots of experienced and senior players ahead of him. But he's never flustered. He will make mistakes and he just gets on with the game. And if you get the chance, I would encourage you to go onto YouTube and have a search for Eliane Meslier, the Leeds United goalkeeper. As a young player, his behaviours truly exemplify that player who wants to get to the next level and when they get there, they're not flustered, they can get on with the game. So my advice is to watch him and look at his facial expressions and how he controls himself, how mature he is in his decision making and his composure. They're some of the traits that I feel really enable players to go to that next level. Now the question could be asked, are these learned traits or are they part of the personality? For the older listeners, I'd like to bring up two names that really typify both ends of the spectrum. And these are two tennis greats from way back in the 70s, and that is Jimmy Connors and Bjorn Borg. And to watch them perform at the top of their game, Jimmy Connors really was the erupting volcano where Bjorn Borg was the cool, calm iceberg. Yet both deemed success in their performance. And it is important to consider the different motives and the drives that lead into performance. A short anaerobic power-based sport really does drive to high tempo motivational music to really burst through those 10 seconds of explosive energy whereas in those longer more aerobic based events athletes tend to have that more calming outlook in their preparations for their performance obviously knowing that their performance may take place over a couple of hours and as many layers within that performance that are going to be unraveled as they go through so the sport and the personality really does impact on behaviors And how do we really learn these champion behaviours? Like I said, one way is to watch and observe other athletes performing, but also reading autobiographies. If you go on the internet now, there's lots of post-game analysis on tactical movement or strategy in training. So there's lots of ways and tools that are available to athletes to really harness and complement their technical and their physical development. Like I said, this is something that high-performance coaches are now looking for. They need to know that the athlete brings experience. But as a young athlete, this is one way that you can really gain and nurture that experience within your performance by watching and observing other athletes who are at that next level that you wish to get to. Now, one more important consideration in the realm of sport. In order for there to be a winner, there must be a loser. And in order for someone to achieve that success, there must be someone that makes a mistake. Professional athletes would have spent years and years of development on technical psychological tactical development and their focus really is upon delivering that successful performance at the optimal level now if everyone was performing on that level there should be no losers so how comes there are there'll be mistakes made someone will be slightly out of position another player may make a technical mistake or someone just run out of steam and lose that energy that got them to that level of performance These are mistakes that are inevitable in sport and that's what gives sport the passion and the glory that we see. The underdog coming through and achieving great success. But ultimately, in every performance with a successful outcome, someone on the opposition would have made a mistake or an error somewhere within it. So another key for students is to look for those mistakes. As a student of the game, can we start looking for the slips, the mistakes, identifying them before they happen? Obviously, this is what professional coaches are doing all the time. And if they got their job right, then no one would be losing. But they can't. We're human beings. So really, can we look for and nullify some of those mistakes that we see? And in doing this, we're also raising our tactical understanding of the sport and the competition. Again, whether this is in an individual sport or team sport, tactics will come to play and there is a team element in there. Whether it's the coaching staff or the teammates on the field. So really what I'm suggesting here is that if you're a coach or an athlete aspiring to get to that next level, you need to go and watch that next level. And I recognise there's not that many opportunities to go and watch top-level performance of professional athletes here in Alberta, but there is at university level. If you've got a child who's aspiring to play university sport, then get them along to watch the university playing that sport now. Working with many aspiring athletes within the Alberta sports system I know that there's a real focus and pressure on making university sport. Well, how many of those athletes also go and spend time watching sport at that level to watch the behaviours, the tactical game, how the coaches interact with the players, what sort of movement and preparation they need to put into that performance? I don't think there's enough. And if that is your goal, then that's where we start developing that experience and try and watch it with someone else, a teammate or even as a team, someone else who can lend that critical eye they're not looking for the fancy flicks and the tricks. Because like I said right at the beginning, the high-performance coaches are not looking for the fancy dance anymore. They're looking for the players who have that experience and that game sense that can get them out of difficult situations. So that next level is the tactical game sense. And in order to develop that, you need to watch games. So that's my pitch and advice this week for taking your game to the next level. If any coaches, parents, or even players wish to seek more support in how to develop that analytical eye to observe games and performances then please reach out to me at clubsport.ca and i just want to thank you for listening and what a great opportunity now to really get out and not only support our own players in their performance but also athletes at that high level let's get out and celebrate the end of covid and the hard work that everyone's been putting in during this period to keep in the game Thank you so much for listening and please do pass this and other podcasts on to any friends or colleagues with an interest in sport and sport development. And as always, I really look forward to seeing some of you again out in the field once we get through this tunnel.